Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Well, each Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, you can be very, very appreciative because you're going to hear something from the Ask Brian Radio Show. We're a business show where each week we either interview a CEO or a founder or sometimes we'll interview somebody that can teach us something about business. But, but, and our co-host is Tracy. Tracy, you there? I am here. Hello. Well. People always ask us, why is your show called Ask Brian, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, when my name is Peter, which of course has two E's in it, and also, why is it Brian spelled with an E? Because when I was in high school, my friends' names were Brian, B-R-I-A-N, or B-R-Y-A-N, but nobody spelled it B-R-I-A-N. The only ones who spelled Brian were the O'Briens down the street, and they were the Irish people down the street, and we said, hey, the Irish people down the street. The O'Briens. And where would they go? To the O'Brien pub. But otherwise, nobody else was smelling it with an E. So, Tracy, 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 Matt is not here today. Um, you have graciously decided, however crazy that will be, for you to try to explain to people why Brian is spelled with an E. I know there are a number of reasons. Uh, we have your favorite. We'll go through that one. But before we get there, go over <laughs> some of the reasons. Well, I think the one that comes to my mind first is that everyone that we interview on the show, and including ourselves, is an expert. And I know you're going to ask me for the math. I'm going to try to do it. I don't know if I'll get it right. Matt's so much better at the math. Well, remember, I gave him the math, and I wrote it out for him (laughs) on a piece of toilet paper. So, yeah. (laughs) So, don't worry about that. Our guest is like going, what did I get myself into? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so here's my take on the math. Since I have done this, I've been well more than 10,000 hours into my area of expertise. But, you know, according to somebody says that it's 10,000 hours and you can be considered an expert, which means that you work an average of 40 hours a week for an average of five years. But you and I both know that you have to work a lot more than 40 hours a week or if you're starting your own business and scaling your own business. But if you meet that minimum, then you meet the minimum criteria for expert. But the people that we have on our show have tens of thousands of hours allocated to their areas of expertise. Well, that was 99% correct. So there are two things. One is, <laughs> it is. Am I, is that still an A plus there? Because I'm a bit of an overachiever. So I just want to make sure I still at least got I'll definitely, I'll definitely give you an A. The A plus, that might be reserved for Matt, but very, very close. So what it is, is 40 hours per week, and it's 50 weeks per year because you normally get two weeks for vacation. That's the 2,000 times five is your 10,000. So that that was one part, okay? The other part, you don't need to necessarily have 10,000 hours. For instance, if we had, there are certain people that have achieved such a high level of expertise in a certain field that they did generally recognize as experts, whether or not they did that. And third, one of the E's, entrepreneurs, no entrepreneur works less than 40 hours a week. They may not even work less than 80 hours a week. So technically, most of the people on our show but you were very, 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 very close. Well, 
okay, so we don't really want to scare people off from being entrepreneurs, so let's just move away from the number of hours it takes to be successful and then talk about something that I really like that I pretty much pride myself on, and that is excite. I'm going to double team the E, and this is an E squared. Excitement and... Enthusiasm! <laughs> and you are exceptional, I might say, at expressing your enthusiasm, but not so much of expressing your empathy, which is another one of our E's. We like to show empathy. You, you do show empathy every now and then, but you show enthusiasm all the time. Yes, but remember, remember, my foot size is only a nine. So I can fit into a lot of people's shoes. So I definitely can empathize because that's what empathy is all about. Yeah, but ain't nobody want to walk in your shoes. So don't even worry about that. (laughs) Well, what I want to get for my next birthday, I want everyone to chip in and buy me clown shoes because those are really big shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would not. I am going to give you the dignity of not responding to that. But let me use a new E. You've earned some clown shit. <laughs> is E and er, is, is earned mean that a new E? <laughs> it's a new E in this case. Yes, that's for sure. You have earned your clown shoes, just like you have earned your stripes as an entrepreneur. <laughs> so we do have to get going here, and our guest is like going, you know, I got to make a phone call to Heather because of what's going on here. But anyway, we're going to go over a couple of quickie ones so we can get in. So each week we try to educate like sesame street educate yes, that's our word we, for the do. Today. we try to educate people and that's what the show is all about trying to educate yes that uh, is very true and then tracy's favorite one is grease lightning because we are electrifying woo-hoo! yeah we are Woo! electrifying. Woo-hoo! And i love the woohoo even though it doesn't start with me but i always like to work it in and then also part of expertise which we've already kind of said is experience you know you have to have a number of failures sometimes in life to be successful. So you have to have experience. You know, if you don't try it 10 times, you're probably you know, not going to be an expert at it. So that's one of them. So I think that's most of the ease. And so we always say on this show, without any further ado, and we love the word ado, A-D-I-E-U-Y, because it only has one consonant. Because it's all vowels and only one consonant. And it's my favorite word. Okay. And it's your favorite word. Right. Because of that? Is that why it's your favorite? I've never actually really dug any deep. I mean, is that why? Because it has all that. We don't, have, we don't have enough. You just- we don't have three hours of psychoanalysis to do. And by the way, you know, my uncle wrote a book, 101 Ways How to Psychoanalyze Yourself. It actually is his book he wrote in 1952. Hmm. Oh, my God. That. Have you read it? I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let, you know, without further ado, we'll, we'll put that on the back burner for when our guest doesn't show up. No, our guest is here. She's what? waiting. She's going, I, you know, I, I, I'm the next phone call I have is the publicity for good. Anyway, <laughs> our guest is Lisa. Lisa, how are you? Great. How are you? Seems All right. to be doing really well. Well, unfortunately, I didn't have that. Usually I have a preamp and I tell people about what's going on in the show to explain how it works and what's happening. So I didn't get you that opportunity because we didn't have, have a conversation. That's okay. It's a surprise. Here we are. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Gomer Pyle, one of my favorites. All right. So, Lisa, currently people don't know about you. So give a little bit about your background. So I am the CEO and founder of the Millionaire Morning Mamas Academy. I teach I women, women how, how to, to manifest, manifest money and create wealth in three years instead of 30. 
Wow. 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 First of all, before we get into what that business is, when did you start it and why? So I started almost three years ago. February 3rd will be three years. I started it right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I started it because I got laid off and I decided that I was just not going to go back and work for someone. I was going to trust my process and I was going to do this no matter what it took to get it done. And what, what were you working as at the time? So I was supporting multimillionaires and multi-billionaires. So I did that for about 15 years in my career. What does that mean, supporting billionaires and millionaires? Well, front row seat to their lives, their families. And I was executive assistant and chief of staff. So I was not so much on the business end of what they were doing, although I was exposed to all that, but really in their personal lives, in their homes, with their children, their personal lives. So you can imagine. (laughs) And and, and who you hired by? Were you hired by an an, an entity that put you into that position or were you hired by the individual people? The individual people. And it's it was word of mouth all the way through. So working for one that spoke to someone else, and then I got the next job and the next job. So I never really was looking. I just I kind of got that. referred. Well, and that's an interesting concept. I mean, people usually know that, listen, if you're around successful people, you usually can become successful. Absolutely. Why? All right. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about, first of all, the name of your business and how you came up with that name, and then start there. So I came up with the name Millionaire Morning Moms Academy during meditation, and I didn't have anything when I started this. So I was not a millionaire. I didn't have a business. I didn't have a class. I didn't have money. So then when I told it to my partner at the time, he just like, come on, you can't use that name. Like, no, no, it's not searchable. There's no SEO, like all this. And I said, we're using the name. And it has taken on a life of its own. So I trusted myself. And what's the mama's part of it? What does that have to do? So- it's M-A-M-A-S, so not M-O-M-M-A, right? It's so kind of like Brian, B-R-I-E-N. Exactly, like Brian, like you said earlier. <laughs> exactly. A little twist on that. So I am Latina, and so we always call, you know, ladies, girls, our girls, mama. And so it's not mother, it's just mama. So that's that's what that part means. Well, do you have to be a mother or can you just be you a, could, a female? And it's any, any woman. Anyone. Yeah, any woman. And, and do you focus on females? Oh, yeah. Although I get tons of men asking me, <laughs> please let me in the program, please. Tons. Andrew's been asking all day. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, you're an exception. I'll take you. Okay? I will take Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you're an exception to my rule. <laughs> he's actually, I'm a little curious about his outfit because he's got a Dodger sweatshirt, but it looks like an LA Angels hat. No, this is a uh, special edition Dodgers hat? Uh, Dodgers hat. Fourth of July. I thought maybe you couldn't figure out if you were an Angel fan or a Dodger fan. Oh, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) You got two women on the show, and you just have to – not that women don't love sports, but come on. Just bring it into sports metaphors whenever you can. Everybody loves sports. I love sports. See? I worked for the Falcons. Some more than others. The Falcons? Yeah, that's who I supported. Oh, in Atlanta? Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, Tracy spent some time in Savannah. Or nearby. Oh. In Georgia. The whole state of Georgia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tracy. Well, that's why Tra- you Georgia has... tell, my southern accent's real. Peter's is fake. But I hear you your southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but this is not the right way to do it. Oh, that's a good one. That was good. Thank you. Don't feed the wild. <laughs> <laughs> so you started three years ago. 
how long did it take you to break even and to be, okay, this is actually a real business that I know that I can make money on versus, okay, you know, this, I got to work and just pay my bill. Yeah. So I think I knew after one year, I didn't have the revenue yet, but the structure and the momentum that I was seeing with the women, especially on social media, I knew that it was going to hit. And then I would say two years, we really took off. And what do you do? What does the company do for people? So one, we have a digital course. So it's a 12-week course that women can take. So they learn six weeks of manifestation. And then I have 11 health and wealth educators that have partnered with me that teach their stream of income. So that's one part of it. And then I do private wealth mentorship. So I have three ladies that I work with, you know, around the U.S. And uh, we're building their roadmap to creating a million dollars in three years. So the mentorship is more like one-on-one coaching? Correct. And the other parts are health and finance. Health and finance. What, what about fitness? It's in the health. Okay. Yeah. And nutrition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then you got to you got to do it all. <laughs> you can't just pick one. <laughs> uh, and then that's what we do on our show. We talk about everything. So, how many people are working for your company now? Five, six. So we have five right five now. Five people. Yeah. And where are you based? Georgia. Oh, you're based in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So you just came out to LA for came out to LA to do this and to do another event tomorrow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now. I don't want to get too personal here. You did say you had a partner. So you still have that same partner? Ask me whatever you want. All right. You still have that same partner. So no, I do not. (laughs) He said, mom, I'm millionaires. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Adios. Don't have that same partner. He was actually my nephew. Um, So he's moved on. But I do have another business partner who is my boyfriend. And so he's definitely in the business. And then two of my kids work for me and my sister works for me. And then I have How old are your kids? How old are your kids? 23, 24, okay, okay. 25, 28. Because she looks like she's 25. So I'm thinking, how could she have a kid? Ever? I'll take it. I'll take it. A couple years away from 50, I will take it. <laughs> so, well, that that's not too many people realize what a trip it is to start with nothing and start a business and all of a sudden in two to three years be having an income. Yeah. Um, so that is quite an accomplishment. Now, what would you say is the, was the most challenging thing you had? towards your success? From when I started the business or before that? Let's start with for the business. Biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge and continues to be probably the biggest challenge, if you can consider this a challenge, is knowing who to hire and when, right? So not getting ahead of yourself and hiring people too soon, but also knowing that you can't do everything and you have to delegate. You have to offload some tasks, which is a challenge for me. You know, I, I think that's true in any business and any size, even Apple Computer, which is a huge corporation. You know, let's say one person is there for 10 people, right? Well, you know, and let's say you have eight or nine people, right? You need to have somebody there. So when you get the 12th person and that people can't handle anything beyond 10, that there's somebody there. But at the same token, you're like, do I want somebody that's there? And, you know, we only need two people out of 10. You know, it's going to take a while to get there. Yeah. When that is a very, very crucial thing. It is. And especially when you start from nothing, like I did, um, my hands are on the pulse of every single aspect of the business. And then you get to a point where your hand can't be <laughs> completely on the pulse of everything. And so you have to let it go. And that and could that be a little, be a little bit, bit of a bit challenge. challenge. And mm-hmm. so who's there besides your partners, the number one? Next person, you know, I don't want to do an hierarchy and 
get anyone in trouble yeah. here, but no, 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 no. So I'm CEO, he's COO and CFO. Okay. And then I have a, a person, lot, lots of O's, <laughs> a personal assistant, an admin assistant, a tech support person. So are you doing all the coaching yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. The one-on-one coaching. She says it so adamant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, who's going to, who's going to be able to teach them? But the digital course runs, it goes on its own. I don't ever have to touch that. Or and so anything. the digital course is, is basically uh like a webinar or something that you just recorded once and people just download it. Right. So, the, so they go, if they come into the funnel, they go into the free masterclass, which is the webinar. That's your lead magnet. Oh my gosh. You're using <laughs> the language. Yes. That is the lead magnet. Then we funnel them into the course. And those are all pre-recorded, so they're all digital. They have a, a student portal, and they can just go through all of those. They have questions, they can write to me, and I respond to those things. And then we have a monthly live Q and A call with all of the students. So then they ask me their burning questions, and I answer them. And so, give me one burning question besides why am I on the show? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I would say the one that I get a lot is very personal. So they're asking, how do I stay positive in a high vibrational frequency and manifest money when my partner is not into it at all? <laughs> and, you know, can I change that? And can I still be successful at manifestation when someone's energy or vibration is like low? Well, that's why I asked Brian, we have the enthusiasm and excitement the ease. and electrifying. Yes. Yes. Because we feel that's part of the whole thing in order to be successful. 100%. That's why we do the Rocky thing. You know, we want to get people going. Right? Yeah, I love that. And so I think motivation is very important, but people are motivated by many different things. People always say, oh, it's the money. Very, very rarely do I know people that that's their goal and they're successful solely on that. Usually it's the other things. It's the passion. It's the, it's the energy. It's all those other things that go into it. And money comes, but it's not, if you just focus on that, that that's a hard extrinsic reward to have. Mm -hmm. It's the freedom for me. Oh, I thought he was telling me I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with it. You're number one. <laughs> I certainly appreciate it. I think he was saying we have about a minute left, but okay. now it's probably 45 seconds because we kind of messed it up. So what do you think is going to happen in the next 12 months to your business? Wow. Great oh, question. So I believe that my business will hit a million dollars in revenue in 2023. We did about half a million in 2022. And so we're getting there. And then of course, I'm building my personal brand. So I believe that's going to spread in lots of speaking engagements and I'm launching a luxury bag collection. So we're busy. I'm busy. Well, the company's busy. <laughs> I'm the one who's busy. I can tell you. <laughs> the company's not busy. I'm busy. <laughs> well, so Lisa, Tracy had a couple of questions and sure. she's going to kind of continue on what we're going through and we're going to keep going on this interview. So Tracy, you're on. Yes, it's bring, it, bring it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. Um, so congratulations on scaling your business in such a short period of time Thank and you. setting your sights on being a million dollar business owner in 2023, I don't know if you are aware of the stats of that, but less than 5% of entrepreneurs make that seven-figure mark. And of that 5%, only 2% of those are women-owned businesses. So when you hit that milestone, that is a big woohoo. Yes, woohoo. Woohoo! I don't... I don't know if you knew that or not, but when I found oh, yeah. that out myself personally, I was shocked at the, the how low that percentage was, especially for women in businesses. So from one woman in business to another, we got to change that percentage. Yes, it needs to become and the new normal. 
It does. And you're well on your way. So you have your revenue streams, as I understand it, are private coaching, your digital course online. And then you mentioned that you're expanding some additional revenue streams in 2023. Let's get in a little bit more detail about what those look like for your business. Okay. So yes, we have the digital course. I have wealth mentorship and I'm launching a luxury bag collection. And of course, I invest, right? That's a huge part of my program and my mentorship is investing. And I do a lot of real estate investing and things like that. So lots of streams coming in. That's the goal. Definitely. So let's talk about, um, so you're taking a product to market, which is a completely different business development strategy than an online focused business. How, what was the idea behind the luxury bag line and where are you in that process? So no kidding. First of all, (laughs) I have never done this before. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea how it works, but you know, that's how I started this business. I had no idea how this was going to work. None. I didn't have any special, you know, ways to make this take off. It just happened. And I just kind of trusted the process. And it's the same with the luxury bag collection. I always knew I wanted to have products and do some e-commerce. I just didn't know which direction it was going to go in. But then my best friend created a bag three years ago before the pandemic hit. Once the pandemic hit, she just like everything tanked. And I wasn't even involved in this whole thing. And then just a couple of months ago, we were together and I was like, why don't I take the bag? Why don't I buy the bag from you? And she's like, what? And so that's how that happened. And interestingly enough, the name of the bag company is Emerald and Sage. And my last name is Easton and my boyfriend's last name is Schlesinger. And we had nothing to do with any of that with each other in the time. So ENS, Emerald and Sage, that's how that has come to be. I like the E. I I knew you would love the E. I should have had three E's for you. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so awesome. I should have. Um, So when you're, I'm assuming, and this is with taking a product to market, you're dealing with some literal hard costs in terms of you have manufacturing, you have inventory. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel like you will manage the challenges and rise to the challenges of products and inventory and manufacturing versus creating digital products and doing service-based business? Yeah. So the good news is launching MMM, Millionaire Morning Moms Academy, has afforded me the ability to have income from that to launch the luxury bag collection. So you know, doing all of them at one time, launching it at one time probably would not be the best idea. So I just always grow one to the point where that one can fund the next and then it can fund the next. And and that's how I'll manage that. Okay, great. So are you going to have a whole separate LLC for this? Like, are you having it as a separate entity? I understand that one's going to be funding the other, but in terms of how you have your business entity set up, I think people would be interested to know because you have your investment portfolios, you have your online business, and then you have this new Emerald and Sage business. Are they all separate LLCs or do the funds commingle? How does that work? So they're all separate LLCs. That's my choice and my advice from my accountant as well as my attorney. So I have lots of LLCs and probably will continue to create quite a few, especially with real estate and properties. Each property will have a different LLC. But, you know, everybody decides to do it differently. But for me, that just keeps everything clean financially and everything separate and very easy at tax time. (laughs) Right. So everything's not in one and we got to go dig. Oh yeah. Yeah. Super easy at tax time. So in terms 
is like you're really speaking the language of how important it is to have the right tools and resources and advisors. So you mentioned that you have, you know, a CPA accountant. Also, you have other advisors and mentors, I'm assuming. How do you recommend people when they're starting a business really get mentorship and the right people on the right team to help advise them? Yeah, so I have wealth mentors. So I have three, two are multimillionaires and one is a billionaire. And so I stay in close communication with them and listen to pretty much everything they say and take their advice and their counsel. One thing that I feel that I'm, you know, pretty good at is just not trying to reinvent the wheel. If someone has shown me a path that's working, I just follow that path, right? (laughs) I'm not trying to recreate anything and be the genius here. I'm just following what works. And so Mm -hmm. I follow them. And I also have a marketing team and an advertising team. And, you know, we have a big team, but the people that are close in are just about five of us, but obviously lots of contractors. But to really answer the question, I think it's just so important to have mentorship from people who have what you already, what you want. And I truly manifested them. I did. I used to like meditate and see myself sitting and talking to people who are millionaires and billionaires and having them give me advice and like tell me what to do and give me opportunities. And that's exactly what's happened. What do you think is one of the pieces of advice that they gave you that surprised you the most? Oh, yeah, this one is a big surprise. Stop watching the news. Stop paying attention to the economy until you absolutely have to. Otherwise, tunnel vision, focus on what you're doing. When it affects you, we'll talk about it. If it doesn't, don't even focus on that. And that's from I all three of them. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah. That has been my philosophy. Even I used to be the market manager for 12 radio stations, actually, in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And I was in the heart of the media business. And I still refused to participate in the drudgery of the day-to-day newscast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Because it is such a can be such a distraction and a deterrent. And if you're not properly motivated, I feel like you can use it as an excuse as to why you're not doing it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And taking on that fear and that worry of, of things that we cannot control. So my goal is to focus on things I can control and be present and be in the moment. What comes down the line is not my responsibility. If I need to worry about it and it presents itself that way, I will. Otherwise, I'm not paying attention to any of it. So I'm going to ask you what your best piece of advice that you got from your financial mentors. Okay. I can't just say one thing, but I'm going to try to do like two or three that my wealth mentorships have taught me that has been the best advice. So one is invest in yourself. Make sure that you are always constantly taking in more education to grow and reach your goals. So that's one. Two is embody what you want. So you want to reach a million dollars, you want to have whatever, you want your business to do whatever it is, you need to actually walk like you already have it. So that's that's two. And the last one I would say is just laser focus. You know, like there's opportunities and there's distractions. And so nix the distractions and focus on the opportunities. I want your mentors. I just decided. So I'm going to meditate about connecting with you. Yes, come on, Tracy. (laughs) Me and you against the world, girl. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Okay, so you mentioned that you have a marketing team, and that's one of the things that I was very, I've been very interested to ask you about since the start of the show because it, it seems like, especially since the pandemic, that 
so many people have launched online courses, digital programs, online coaching, on even online therapy businesses. So I would love for you to share some insights on how you have successfully marketed your digital course and some of the challenges maybe that you face doing that. Yeah. So my journey, I don't think is unique, but I leveraged social media. And so free marketing, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, you know, all of the social media platforms. It's really important. And, you know, people don't love this, but it's the truth. You have to be omnipresent. <laughs> you have to be showing up everywhere consistently, right? And that's how my business really took on a lot of momentum. I built a tribe of women that follow me everywhere and will do and buy whatever I sell for the most part. But it took time, right, to get there. It took time, visibility and a lot of content and really building relationships so that they know me, they like me, they trust me. And then after I established that and we have momentum and it makes sense financially, then I brought on a marketing team. And now that marketing team has kind of transitioned into my PR team. And so that was kind of the roadmap for me. What do you think that in terms of when you were a one woman show doing that for yourself, what were some of the challenges that you faced doing that consistently? You know, motivation, <laughs> feeling like doing it all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's just not the reality. You are not going to feel motivated all the time. You are not going to want to be creating content all the time. You just not like you can't grow a successful business on feelings, right? You just have to continue to create some movement every single day. So I would say the biggest challenge is coming up with new content, new content ideas. Can I say something new? The good news is that you don't have to say something new. You just have to say it different each time, right? So you're kind of saying the same thing, but you're saying putting a spin on it and doing it differently. So I would say that's probably everyone's biggest challenge is actually putting out enough content to keep this momentum growing and then growing a tribe of hundreds of thousands of people, which is, you know, where I am now. Did you do any paid marketing like um, in any of the, on any of the social media platforms or any paid digital advertising with Google ads or anything like that? So the half a million in 2022 was 100% organic, no advertising, no nothing, just me showing up every single day and telling them to buy my course <laughs> because it's going to change your life. That's so great. And kudos to you for staying consistent and doing that because I think a lot of people, quote unquote, give up before the miracle happens. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and for sure. that is always so unfortunate because they've already put so much time and energy into it. They may not see the traction that they thought they were going to get. I think setting expectations, and that's something I'd love to ask you about as well, is like really setting like having goals and being ambitious is one thing, but also setting realistic expectations. How did you feel about that, especially when you were very first starting your business? Because I know you clearly rely a lot on meditation, spirituality, which is wonderful and manifestation. But then how does that piece of reasonable expectations come into play? Let's talk through some of that. I mean, because I think it's important for people to be aspirational, but also be realistic. So share us your perspective on that. So I actually disagree a little bit. And here's why. Great. Um, I, I think. I think. <laughs> I love a little conflict. <laughs> That's been on the Rockies theme, you know. We were boxing, so we're like, all right, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's, come on, let's, come let's on, go. Come let's on. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so I think that people who reach high levels of wealth and success are not living in realistic expectations for the most part. I think you got to be a little delusional to do what we do and to do it 
as hard as we do and consistently. And so if I was just setting realistic expectations all the time, I, I don't feel like I would be reaching these high levels of wealth and success as quickly, right? Because I always have these realistic expectations that to me are excusing me from reaching the next level and doing what it takes to get there. So I don't feel that I live in realistic expectations. I'm setting insane goals for myself all the time. And that's the space that I live in, in my head, my heart, my soul. So that it's not realistic at all, but, but it's going to happen. It is the reality. But it, and, it, and it is already happening for you. So I think that's a great testimony to really, again, being aspirational, setting those big goals and just not paying attention to what the media says about recessions or, or the economy or things like that. Because what you're living in and your reality is very successful and always moving forward. So that's amazing. I think that our listeners are going to absolutely want to continue this conversation with you in some way. And I love that you're so visible on all the social media platforms, but what is the best way for people to get in touch with you if they would like to find out more about your program, participate in your program, or just ask you a question as a mentor? Yeah. So let me give you a few things. So Instagram is my jam, right? That is my number one primary platform. Although I have more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram, but that's an algorithm thing. So Instagram is, <laughs> is at Lisa M. Easton. And I mean, I give loads and loads of free content there. The link to my masterclass is also there. TikTok is Lisa M. Easton and the number one. And I give loads of content there. And then if someone wants to just email me directly, they can email info at lisamisten.com. And then just for everybody who is listening, could you spell your last name just to make sure everybody gets it right? Sure. E-A-S-T-O-N. And let me please clarify. Instagram at Lisa M. Easton. Nothing else. <laughs> L-I-S-A-M-E. Okay. Because there are tons of fake accounts of me. Lots of them. And so oh, I want everyone crazy. to know... If they're not sure that it's me, send me a DM because there are lots of them. Okay, so Lisa M. Easton. That's it. No underscores, no dots, no no, no capitals, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the key to a good social media um, URL too. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, so speaking of no hyphens, no URLs that aren't anything but just ask Brian the podcast. Yes, if you have been feverishly taking notes but didn't get everything written down that you wanted from the show today or you've been driving in that amazing LA traffic and can't write anything down, don't forget that you can catch everything on the podcast and you can download the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. So that's Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, you name it, we're there. But just make sure, speaking of spelling, make sure you search for the Ask Brian podcast. That's A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, Ask Brian podcast. All right. Thank you, Tracy. So, uh, Lisa, one of the questions one of our listeners was asking is, what's a typical life cycle to get somebody to, they come onto your site, they might download something, they might take a course. What's a typical life cycle before they get into the, your master class? Oh, okay. So I'm thinking you're asking what's the typical life cycle before they get to work with me one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they go to the free master class. They join the MMM Academy. They take the 12-week digital course. Then they will have the option. We always present by email sequences, the option to work one-on-one -on -one with me. They have to apply. I have to approve them. I have to like them a lot. <laughs> a well, th lot. that's why I'll never be there. So give me the... Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're a man, so that's not going to work. But my, my friend over here, he, he's an exception. <laughs> and what's the criteria for approval? Oh, you know, we make fast decisions. You can't be a baby. You can't be texting me all the time asking, Whoa. when am I going to get my profit from this real estate wow. investment? None of those things. You got to be strong. You got to be, mindset has to be there. And we just go. So if you had to choose one business model, is it real estate or what area would you think is the best place to be right now? So yeah, from an investment standpoint, definitely investing in real estate. Over stocks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you can invest in stocks obviously, but, and now is a great time to get in, but you have to be careful. You know, you really do have to have, know what you're doing or have somebody who knows what they're doing. But real estate is my favorite though. And so other than real estate and stocks, what's number three? My own business, your own business, starting a business. Oh, and, and starting a business can take quite a while before you hit break even or you start to make it, right? I just don't believe it. Since I did it in three years, I believe it's possible. Well, that, that's a great story. We love a little conflict, like I said. Well, that's why we have the Rocky theme. That's why we're all about sports, Andrew and I. All right. Thank you very much. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM with Lisa Easton today. Thank you, Lisa. Tracy, thank you. Thank you. And until next Thursday, Roger over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit AskBrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's AskBrien.com.